0: Magneto Funky, number 32. It's Monday, August 7th, 2017. Hey, welcome. I'm Larry Winfield in the pursuit of grid power to the people. This week, we take a peek at thermoelectric generators, and we got updates on The Jewel Thief and Sunstone 2.0. The music this week is Eclectic Alternative from around Seattle, uh, opening with the band Santee. Okay, that was History by Santee, an indie alternative rock band in Seattle, founded in 008 by Heather and Joshua Lope, a brother and sister duo originally from Sioux City, Iowa. The band is named after their mother's Native American tribe, the Santee Sioux. Santee has crafted a unique take on Northwest indie rock, blending their affections for modest Mouse with the sad country heart of Patsy Cline, while preserving a holy reverence for the Beatles. Cool. Hey, this is a laid-back, and often explicit, you bet your ass, weekly international podzine of extremely eclectic music and progressive politics, with a focus on energy independence for the 99%. My pod pages are 1223studios.com slash mfunky.h and facebook.com slash 1223studios. Well, back to the old drawing board. Okay, in grid theory, uh, we're taking a brief look at two forms of thermoelectric power generation you could use for emergencies in your high-rise or condo, because this is barely an SRO grid option. Now, the wiki says a TEG, or thermoelectric generator, also called a Seebeck generator, is a solid state device that converts heat flux, that's temperature differences, directly into electrical energy through the phenomenon called the Seebeck effect. They function like heat engines, but are less bulky and have no moving parts. Well, one example, NASA uses TEGs as radioisotope thermoelectric generators used in space probes. Yeah, they're tiny little nuclear generators. The big distinction, though, is that Stirling engines work mechanically like pistons, while Pelcher chips are electronic. No moving parts, and they're very compact, and some folks do use them together. But when you look at, for example, a DIY version of a Sterling Pelcher engine, you get big heat sinks around, say, a 100-watt chip in a tea candle generator, but you're only going to get half a watt out of that. And, you know, you can overheat and actually fry a Pelcher chip. And looking at specs from a chip manufacturer site, the most efficient chips are capable of operating at 320 centigrade on the hot side. Uh, best power generation efficiency, you can get about 6% with the chip if you got 300 centigrade on the hot side and 25 degrees centigrade on the cold side. For the smallest and cheapest chip, that's about one square inch. Oh, that costs about 20 bucks each, but only if you buy 100 of them. That chip at its most efficient generates about five watts as long as you can maintain 300 centigrade on one side and 25, 30 degrees centigrade on the other. And a Sterling without a chip is a lot bulkier. But hey, either way, there are no current Stirling engine generators on the market. Although you could spend up to $500 on something that's still an educational toy. Now, you'd really have to do like NASA and custom build your own kit. Or correction, a whole bunch of kits. So really, no sterling engine. Now, the one way I've seen the chips being used as a practical SRO option is in the videos I put on the Facebook with that single, it looks like a two square inch chip, using hot and cold water to power stepper motors. Hey, you're still looking at charging a couple of double A's or a cell phone. But if I was going to use either of these methods, it would be the Pelcher chip and the hot water, cold water thing, which is non-labor intensive. And particularly for those who can't use a hand crank or a pedal power generator. Okay. Uh, frankly, we're done with Sterling and Pelcher, and we're going to continue on with more lab notes. Okay, uh, back to the stage, continuing the Seattle set with a little R&B slash alternative rock, a tune called Cry Out by Anissa C. Long, a singer-songwriter and inspiring actress uh, born in California the granddaughter of jerry b long senior who was a great motown songwriter composer anissa is currently involved with the world vision clean water project with the music compilation album bringing clean water to the world oh and this song is on track number nine Okay, now this next tune and the artists behind it are entirely mysterious. Uh, we have Humming Fair by Ricky Seal, an alternative indie surf artist from Seattle with a brand new Reverb Nation page, uh, no bio, and I'm not even sure about the Facebook page. It's either not there or it's very private. But hey, I dug the number, so that's all that matters. Hey, Geek Notes. Okay, today, the 7th of August, is P Day. And as of noon D.C. time, it's officially 199 days of Mount Twitler. And as far as self-impeachment? Well, it ain't official, but with Mueller and a grand jury stepping up, and the royal court looking more and more like the final scene in Reservoir Dogs, It might as well be with the world's leaders and diplomats laughing at his small stick. And as far as a military move, I think it's already happened. Not in Syria or North Korea, but here. Hey, look at all the ex-military figures somewhat reluctantly taking strategic positions within the cabinet and the general staff. Because the military fears domestic chaos more than anybody knows and they know this overextended country under actual attempted martial law would break bad for everybody. Nobody would get what they think they were going to get out of this. And meanwhile, when is the next big protest in the summer of resistance and the one after that? And when will the ICE Gestapo go too far for blue states and particularly for Governor Jerry Brown. Uh, well, there's m- too much stuff we could opine over, so we're just going to move on and run the dates. Okay, today, August the 7th, is Purple Heart Day, and that includes veterans who earned a Purple Heart, but because they weren't white enough, they're in Mexico now demanding to be brought back in because they did earn their damn citizenship. Anyway, August the 8th, oh, we got an event. Poetic Tuesday with Litquake. Uh, Be happening from 1230 to 130 p.m. Pacific Daylight Time. Uh, It's part of the Yerba Buena Gardens Festival. That's 760 Howard Street between, I think, 3rd and 4th. Uh, Enjoy line breaks during your lunch break, as some of the Bay Area's best poets and musicians share their work in the great outdoors. Now we're talking folks like MK Chavez, Tongo Ison Martin, Rachel Richardson, Shelley Wong, and Astrologic. Cool. Oh, and also on August 8th at the Gallery Cabaret 2020 North Oakley in Chicago from 7 to 9 p.m. Central Daylight Time, uh, poet Jerry Pendergast is pinch hitting as MC and the feature will be rosa martinez and there will be the usual open mic okay uh august the ninth is world indigenous people's day and the ninth is also the day in 1945 during world war ii when the second atomic bomb codenamed fat man was dropped on nagasaki hmm. okay uh august the 10th In 1897, Dr. Felix Hoffman successfully created a chemically pure and stable form of acetylsalicylic acid. His success was trademarked as aspirin. And, let's see, for August the 12th, in 1981, IBM introduced the PC personal computer for a $1,600 base price. Uh, Keeping it in context... That was when the minimum wage was $3.35. And that's $1,600? That's $4,476.14 today. Now, the first PC, it shortly eliminated most other machines suitable for home or small business. Uh, The PC hardware design became the industry standard for PC compatibles with the ISA bus. Uh, the Intel 8080 processor whose speed was 4.7 megahertz and it used from 16k up to 640k of memory let's see Uh, also on uh, August 12th it's International Youth Day and we have another event Uh, the Make School at 547 Mission Street part of the San Francisco Summer Academy is holding their demo day from 1 to 5 p.m. Pacific Daylight Time. Students from Oakland and San Francisco will demo their summer academy projects like iOS apps, uh, games, and virtual reality experiences they designed, coded, and launched in eight weeks. Developers, entrepreneurs, friends, and industry professionals are all welcome to attend if there are any tickets left. Uh, Check that pod page link. And, let's see, for August the 13th, we have another event. Tango in the Square at Union Square from 2 to 6 p.m. There's free DJ music and free tango lessons with Mila. And uh, it'll be dancing until the batteries run out, but you want to get there early, the sound man leaves at 4. And finally, we have advance notice of a Chicago Poetry Scene event. Registration for Poetry Pentathlon 2017 It's closing on the 16th. Now, the actual shindig happens a month later, and if you're going to be in Chicago then, oh, you ought to check it out. It's a blast. More details to come. And, advance notice, the OnyxCon 9 Annual Art Exhibition will have its opening on August 18th from 6 to 9 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time at the Southwest Art Center, 915 New Hope Road, Southwest Atlanta. And the show runs to September 16th. Nice. Hey, if you have promos, pluggers, gig info, an art opening, etc., send me an email. The address is mfunkyzine at gmail.com and bands, artists, and poets. Download links No attachments, please, and no promises.
1: Transfer complete.
0: Okay, in grid practice, we got lab notes uh, post Al Lasher's electronics, where I got most of the basic parts to make jewel thieves, with the exception of magnet wire, because all the cheaper stuff was gone due to this being pre-Burning Man crunch time around here, with a bunch of Bay Area alternative techies grinding through dress rehearsals of their projects. Which could mean I might only find the right wire at the big box store. So, I spent the last few days working out the circuit connections using uh, terminal blocks. Digging into the specs on the parts. And with everything laid out, I actually got stuck at winding the little toroid with the flimsy and fragile-ass wire from the CFLs. The winding part was fine. But then, the damn wire kept breaking during the delicate stripping, or the twisting, or the soldering phase, over and over. And the one I actually did manage to get finished, and got continuity on, and it got hooked up, it didn't work, because the wrong pair got twisted when you cut the loop, and etc. So basically, me and this thin ass wire don't get along at all so on saturday i started looking into inductors to replace the coil Uh, the ones i'm gravitating to are these rf types that look like uh, little can capacitors and the axial types that look uh, like little through hole resistors and two of them together will act like a bifinal coil and on sunday i stumbled across a technical paper that said that the wire gauges used in these CFLs aren't standard. It's swinging anywhere from 28 to 34 gauge, and it's cheaper to put a higher gauge wire in there. So, I'm not even sure if this is 30 gauge wire. Uh, meanwhile, because whining don't fix shit, I'll keep trying. Uh came across a different way to hook up the bifiler coil by actually treating it as bifiler and not trying to loop it again but hooking it up separately. So like I said I'm gonna keep trying because until I get this damn thing going and get this LED lit I'm not even on the map with this SRO power grid regardless of the work I've done so far. I mean the sunstone it's just another damn bleach battery without the jewel thief. So I'm not gonna wait until next month I'm going to go back to the shop this week and I'm going to see if they have a couple of these uh, RF axial inductors and one or two pre-wound toroids with actual 30 gauge wire. And speaking of which, you know the crystal cells, they so far are still doing the same thing as before. Individually, the cells will all register a steady voltage. Right around or above 600 millivolts, but just from checking that double A uh, sunstone, you hook two of them together, and they'll spike up to what you expect, and they'll drop down. And looks like the charge within the two crystal cells equalizes. It's freaky, but hey, maybe that's normal for these things. Uh, I'll post up pics. Or videos for when I get the damn thing working. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and make some more crystal cells. Now that I have that part worked out. And you can check the page. You can see what the thing without the coil or the inductors looks like. The juicy. And a nice pick from inside Al Lasher's store. Okay. uh, For one more tune. We close out with some party-fueling alternative soul music, a tune called Heartbreaker by Down North, uh, led by vocalist Anthony Briscoe. Uh, the band mixes underground rock and soul and often expands their lineup to integrate horns, percussion, and backup vocals to help deliver their dazzling grooves. Oh, by the way, they're going to be at the Taste of Edmonds. Uh, that's Edmonds, Washington, Uh, Saturday the 12th at 7 p.m. They'll be at Bellingham, Washington, and Boulevard Park on Wednesday the 16th, and the Summer at Sam series in Seattle on the 17th. Okay. Magneto Funky is a 1223 Studios joint. Show files are at iTunes, Internet Archive, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Mixcloud. Episode notes are on the pod pages, and you got MP3 streaming on the Facebook. If you like the show, hey, thanks, and please drop a review or rating at iTunes or the Facebook. Show themes Rocket Power and Spyglass by New York musician and composer Kevin MacLeod. Some additional audio from freesound.org. The next episode is set for Monday the 14th. I'm Larry, trying hard to stay chill at my Garrett in the Mission. And this is Magneto Funky from San Francisco, where we go through, not into, the dark.